everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I am fantastic and very confused. I am actually not confused really at all. Oh, well, that's good. I was just confused about how to take notes about this stuff because everything seems like a joke, which it kind of is. But yeah. hi, guys, we're doing behind the laughter today. <laughs> hi, we are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for only two dollars a month. You get access to all of our bonus content. Uh, we encourage everyone to check it out. We thank all our supporters on there. They help keep uh, uh, the lights on, help keep pay for the hosting, help keep the, the podcast ad free. Our, our our episode this week is the final episode of season 11, Matt. We finally got the last... We're done with season 11 after this. No more season 11. Yay. Ever, ever again. Season 12 is going to be so much better, right? I, right? No, it's really not. Oh. I think 12 is... It, it's, it's the last leg of the marathon where every step is kind of like... You're not sure if it's going to be broken glass underneath your feet. Um, it is Behind the Laughter, episode BABF19, originally aired May 21st, 2000, written by Tim Long, George Meyer, Mike Scully, and Matt Selman, directed by Mark Kirkland. Had an 8.3 rating, approximately 8.4 million viewing households. I do not know how well it did in the ratings, but it was, the ratings were up this week, up from the previous couple weeks. I assume the gimmick kind of helped sell the episode a little bit. Yeah, I remember this episode being very widely pushed it was a big thing i'm pretty sure i saw this one i don't want to say right when it came out but very shortly after and that was very strange for me at that point uh the chalkboard gag i will not listen to the voices in my head i mean that's still you though i don't it's okay to listen to the voices in your head that they're you it's internal I mean, it depends on the particular voices uh, I, you know not i most people list have most people yes uh, in 98% of all conversation in your head would is probably fine to listen to um the couch gag the couch vibrates shakes it shakes them around as a little this coin operated yeah the coin the kind of thing uh, is that ever pleasant i i not sat, to the level that they I've, Dude. I've sat in those chairs at the mall that that you they, they they shake and you can buy them if you want to. That is not pleasant. It feels like my brain is in like shaking inside my head. It will give you a headache after a while. I know that for sure. Uh, uh, this episode guest stars Willie Nelson as himself and uh, Jim Forbes as the narrator, uh, who is the narrator of behind the music and therefore the narrator in behind the laughter. Um, before we get going, I, there's probably someone listening who doesn't, does, how many people, everyone knows what Behind the Music is, is that, I feel like not everyone knows Behind the Music. It depends when you were growing up. If if you were alive when this episode came out, you probably had some inkling of what Behind the Music was. If you weren't, which, you know, there are probably, there might be people listening to this, the people who listen, uh, who were born in the year this came out are getting ready to graduate from high school. So it's possible they don't know behind the music, but I think most of the Simpsons fans at this point probably knew behind the music. I mean, it still runs. They still run behind the music. It's just, this is in, this is a very specific thing because ultimately I think this is more a parody of behind the music than it is a parody of the Simpsons. Like, I feel like it is poking more poking fun at behind the music than it is poking fun at The Simpsons. That's true, because it, it's basically a parody of behind the music using clips from The Simpsons and, you know, fake interviews they made from this. Because this is not a full-blown clip show, but there are quite a few clips of old episodes. Yeah, it, it, I, no, I think it, it like it's not a uh, 
it, it is more it's more substantive than 138th episode spectacular than uh homer's triple bypass even like i feel like this actually so it's come to this the simpsons clip show yeah it's way more way more than any of the full-fledged clip shows um but there there is still some you know use footage they use it's mostly used to highlight and kind of punctuate jokes um for good or for ill but it's mostly it, it like that's the thing it feels like it it certainly pokes fun of the simpsons but i come away going like this is more just making fun of the structure of behind the music which i mean they've like the weird al episode of behind the music does the exact same thing like because al has had very little his rise to success in music was not terribly traumatic so the episode was incredibly kind of just about weird it wasn't like you look at most like you watch most of those old behind the musics it is like yeah and the every act break is like and then drug addiction hit which they <laughs> they they poke drug fun addiction of. alcoholism uh you know band members fighting over the creative direction yeah things like that yeah and that, and that's what the, a lot of they do in this episode um the episode begins with the intro again the intro music we hear that you get the intro music twice um but then you get the official kind of behind the laughter uh intro that kind of is like an overture almost <laughs> They were the first family of American laughter. Surfing a tidal wave of hilarity. Onto the sands of Superstar Bay. But behind the chortles, this funny fivesome was trapped in a private hell. Everybody wanted a piece of us. They told us what to wear, how to dress, which clothes we should put on. The cops found me driving on the sidewalk. I had no business hosting the Oscars. After the show, Meryl Streep spit on me. Tonight, The Simpsons, as you've never seen them before, on Behind the Laughter. And they... They, they, we get the full intro of like oh, the full behind the music uh, design and, and sound effects and in music. Like they, I apparently the Viacom or whoever owns behind the music was fully cooperated, gave them everything to use, and you can tell because it looks exactly the same. Yeah, like all, all of the narrator's word choices and uh, the music and even the shots, the way they drift in and out is very reminiscent of behind the music. Yeah. Um, so we get uh like the it it begins with an explanation of how the children like it starts with like hey the Simpsons are a real family that is the thing it first proposes hey the Simpsons are a real family uh in the real world a real world and they it kind of tells their in- introductory story with some funny clips about the kids being in danger <laughs> um which and it has like kind of the old footage uh layers laid on top of it scratchy film and all that stuff um interviews about how television was important to them and uh, interviews with flanders and that's this whole episode kind of cuts in and out with interviews from uh the both family members and just regular people from springfield as if like as if 
they are all both real people and characters playing themselves on the TV show. Right, because the conceit in Behind the Laughter is that the Simpsons family was a thing before the show and Homer just turned their everyday life into the show. Right, which is after that kind of intro sequence, we get how they became a show. And it is Homer shooting them as a sitcom. But we never saw people like us on TV. TV families were always hugging and tackling issues. Homer kept saying he could do a more realistic family show. Finally, I said, so do it. Either or get off the pot. And he did. Using his home as the studio and his family as the cast, this penniless peckinpah shot a crude five-minute video. My funny family, take one. And action. Honey, I'm home. The boys are coming to dinner and I need a clean shirt. I haven't done the laundry yet. Mamma mia! Now I'll have to do it. Dad, that's too much to turn. Not now. I'm busy turning on this washing machine. <gasps> Simpson! Where's my dinner? Mamma mia! It was amazing how fast Dad betrayed his vision of a realistic show. Okay, the material was a little corny, but Homer and I had real chemistry on screen. Every day I thought about firing Marge. You know, just to shake things up. That'll definitely shake things up when your marriage ends. I mean, involving your family in a business is a challenging enterprise, uh, even with with no uh, drama between family members. So this is how they pitch like, like this Homer is a filmmaker or something like Homer's like, Hey, I will make us, I'll make a sitcom out of our lives and then we will make it a TV show. Uh, luckily. And he tries to get it to the networks. He fails, uh, faces many security guards, but it turns out the Fox president is a stylist at, uh, Marge's salon cuts her hair. And so they give him the tape, which is good enough. Uh, and the family, gets on the air and is immediately successful. And they, uh, they, they, the, then we cut a series of interviews with them about how they react to their popularity. I first knew the show was a hit when I walked into school and a kid was wearing a Bart Simpson t-shirt. Fox had an endless supply of clever slogans, man. Suddenly I was invited to every birthday party. Sometimes I'd have to read the cake just to know who I was singing to. The Simpsons was a smash. Viewers couldn't get enough of the show's fractured take on the modern family. The funniest stuff came right out of real life. Son, let's go out for frosty chocolate milkshakes. Cowabunga, dude! And cut. Dad, I've never said cowabunga in my life. Your script sucks. Well, you little... <laughs> hey, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> And that horrible act of child abuse became one of our most beloved running gags. I, Matt, I don't, sometimes I'm not sure if I like them pointing out things. The awful things that have become running gags. I don't, I don't, I, like, if it's, like, I, I don't, I, I didn't, I, I thought, 
overall i like i think i like this episode but there's the like the stuff that's super like hey look we wink 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 we know homer is we know choking bart is incredibly a, a, a looking it's like incredible terrible child act of child abuse i'm like well i don't if you recognize that and then you keep using it i like when you put that in, i know this show doesn't count it's not canon or anything but it's still like if anything is but if it's this it's the um kind of the i don't know some of the lisa stuff later on maybe a little bit a little yeah. bit uh maybe it's just stuff i'm sensitive to but i i don't think that's necessarily like super funny to me that oh wink wink nod nod hey we have homer choke homer doesn't choke bart that often it really doesn't happen like i feel like jokes about like jokes in reaction to it happen way more often than homer actually strangling bart but i don't i i think that i don't know it's this episode is not deep in any way it's very kind of just surface level you know meta jokes about like the stuff that's like about the sh- show outside of the family, like all the jokes about merchandise and that stuff, I find very funny. I like that stuff a lot. Well, because it's true to life. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. And I, you know, that, that kind of thing and the family kind of losing control and like lapsing into like the, you know, the gluttony and price of fame stuff. I like that some, but it, it's this and Homer's, well, I don't know. It's a little bit strange to me, the fact they use it. Um, and it's this kind of stuff that makes me like they're still not hiding the fact that this is a season eleven episode. Like, yeah, there's a lot of things that just pop in. And you're like, wait, that's a little weird. And uh, obviously, this part with the, the choking is one of them. I don't. <laughs> I don't think anyone who saw that would be like, oh, that's funny. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's uh, they they there's little certain things that you're still like, oh, this is still this is the same people writing it. It's just uh, like. One, this episode, there is no, like, there's a structure, but there's no plot. Like, it's just the plot is, uh, family is nothing. They get successful. They, they, it follows the plot of a behind the music episode. Like, there's not, it's not complicated. It's really simple. And because there's not, like, they don't have to tie continuity in or anywhere. Like, they could just pick it where they want. It's not like that, like, there's no problem with it because there's nowhere to have a problem with it. Uh, it really is just them writing a bunch of jokes about, how right like writing jokes about how bad the music episodes typically go and then pulling in like simpsons meta references along the way right um so the family gets rich they move into mc hammer's house uh where they found a bunch of parachute pants which this is obvious like this is definitely a nod to the mc hammer behind the music episode because I don't think anyone knew anything about MC Hammer's house unless you watched that <laughs> behind the music episode. Yeah. Um, the family. Then we, then we get kind of the beginning of, oh, the family getting very successful and making, <laughs> making music, making associated records, which is, a, a, I mean, a thing that happened in real life. Uh, the Simpsons Sing the Blues, which we've talked about on our Patreon in a bonus episode, is a perfect example of it, but simpsons christmas album when wins a grammy for thrash metal which which because you know that's the perfect grammy for them right i mean i can appreciate that joke because the first metal grammy was given to jethro tull who uh, hate to break it to you grammy's not a metal band 
uh, never released a single metal album. The best you could call them is prog. Not still not. They're not progressive <laughs> metal, but and there's no thrash metal Grammy. There's just a metal Grammy, um, which I don't think that they don't even award on the actual TV show. They award it prior to the the, the pre <laughs> usually the pre show. But one, I appreciate that nod to the fact that they often give metal Grammys to people bands that are not metal bands, and two. I will say this unironically: If The Simpsons released a Christmas album, I would purchase it. I don't know if I'm uh, going to be purchasing any music albums from uh, TV shows, except for the Bob's Burgers album. That was great. Oh, <laughs> oh, I would do it, except for what about those terrible YouTube music you listen to, man? The Rick and Morty. Ter- I would not pay for those. I enjoy them the because they're sane, just kind of the catchy. Fir- the first sane thing you've said in regard to that in a long time, man. <laughs> so they win it for best thrash metal grammy and everything's looking up and then we get the kind of typical behind the music act act one outro where we get kind of a harbinger of the dark things to come for america's favorite family everything was coming up roses but those roses contained ready to sting bees when we come back i want to set the record straight i thought the cop was a prostitute gotta you gotta have clarity in these things man you do. Uh, you, you, you do. It's, it's important to be honest, I guess. Yes. Um, but then that, that's with that kind of the dark portents, we go to commercial. And when we come back, uh, the family is, is hilarious everywhere. We can see these Simpsons in their international success, basically. Uh, we even get a shot of the Queen of England eating dinner on her throne and laughing hilariously at the Simpsons. Because even the Queen of England loves the Simpsons in this particular behind the, the laughter I mean world. I, I I can find I mean I feel like there I, I can appreciate some of the some of this like the very that opening uh bit that I played a clip of it has them the people laughing at the show were looking literally watching Marge vacuuming like that's yeah. and it's it's that kind of I you know we that's the kind of thing that I don't mind I I like them going everything we write is funny even Marge just vacuuming it's hilarious but I, you know, Queen of England, sure, she watches The Simpsons. Come on, she's a big fan. Of course, uh, which obviously parallels the real world and the fact that The Simpsons <laughs> are one of the most successful international television shows of all time. So that's what they're going with that. But uh, back to the behind the money themes. Uh, it turns out that uh, The Simpsons were spending money like crazy, even though they were also making a lot of money. Oh, I'm always spending money like a teenage Arab. <laughs> He bought me a Rolex and uh, cashmere jeans. I felt kind of guilty because I was always trying to squall with his wife. So when did we start filming? Oh. Even Bart was throwing dough around. He paid me and Carl a thousand bucks to kiss each other. Hey, did we ever get that money? So the answer to that, in case you couldn't tell from the clip, is no, they did not get that money. Which, I don't know. Uh, sure. He's easy anyway. money, Matt. Easy money. I know, right? You just got to collect. It's like, I will kiss a lot of people for $1,000. I'm just going to put that out there. Anyway. Let, let me let that be known for anyone when this goes, when this uh, uh, piece of audio is used for future court trials. <laughs> consensual. It has to be consensual and has to be approved by my manager slash wife. Oh, I see. She'd probably be like, yeah, exactly. $1,000. Keep it coming. Yeah, exactly. I'll watch my husband kiss every man on the planet. Bring it on. Money, money, money. Probably. Probably. That sounds uh, <laughs> right, right wrong her deal. Anyway, um, at this point, though, uh, one of the funny things about the episode comes in in that uh, previously they had shown clips from 
you know, early Simpsons episodes and then later Simpsons episodes. And now they go to say that the, the show started to go downhill after Bart the Daredevil, uh, when originally, I, I guess, according to the show, it was Bart supposed to be falling down the uh, cliff or the gorge, Springfield Gorge. Uh, but Homer falls and, uh, you know, it's, it's an instant classic, just like it is in the actual show. Uh, but it leads to Homer taking lots of painkillers and getting addicted. And, you know, just bad things for, for poor Homer. I, um, I, 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 this is the, my, I, I don't like this part of this, this episode, Matt, at all. It's the part I like, I, like, I could, I could, don't really care that much about the strangling Bart thing. This, I actively, like, it detracts from my enjoyment of this episode. It's the only part that does. Nothing else in this episode really bothers me that much. This does, because it's, like, one, okay, you show the gorge, which this actually has... It's uh, I I don't I don't know if they've ever done this again. They probably have, but I can't think of anything where there's new animation done of an old episode because that is not old footage. That is new. That is new animation of that of Bartha Daredevil of Homer falling. Like that wasn't in the original episode, which is neat. I, that's a neat thing. Seeing it from a different angle. That's kind right. of that's it's a neat thing. But. I, the they they then go on to show they show this scene and they go oh yeah homer was in terrible pain and they show him like going on rehab like to fix his his all his injuries and then him getting a mouthful of painkillers and him getting addicted to painkillers and then they kind of show a montage of things done to him we're getting beaten up <laughs> yeah um but they show seven total things. They show like they, they show the Bart the Daredevil clip. They show a montage of four things, and then they show two more clips in the background on a TV. I that's seven total. Four of them are from t- season ten and and after. From the yeah, past, that's, that's kind of what I was the past getting at. It's two like, seasons. Yeah, <laughs> things are just out of order than they were in the actual show. It's it's the kind of thing that only people like us would notice, but. I don't think it detracts too much from the episode, but if you know what you're looking for, you're like, wait a minute, that's kind of weird. And because Homer doesn't actually take that much physical punishment, like to the, that insane degree. Like, yeah, Bartha Daredevil's crazy, and they show him getting hit with a chair in, you know, by Bart because of uh, uh, was it Tom? Tom, yeah. And then they show him. What's the other early? Season. Um, I forget. Scroll back through. I forgot what uh, it was. Sideshow Bob Roberts, where Homer's on the uh, the wrecking ball. Right, the wrecking ball. That's the other one. Um, that is. Those are early, early season like cartoon violence types things. Except, I mean, right. the, the Gorge one is not really cartoon violence because Homer gets bloody, and there's no blood in cartoon violence usually, unless you're itchy and scratchy. Um, yeah, but. I don't, I, that, it seems really morbid. I don't know. Maybe I, it's just not, it's not, it's not for me. I don't like, I don't want to, like, that's the thing. Like, yeah, I know that the he's fine. That's the, like, Homer getting punishment done to him. It makes it okay, but I don't, I don't need to, painkiller addiction? I don't want that in my, like, I know, understand it fits this mold. I just find it uncomfortable. Unpleasant. Yeah, it's it's trying to work the Simpsons into the behind the music formula, and yeah. it's not a hundred percent great. I, but not that you know. I don't like that part very much. Yeah. Meh. Anyway, so we'll move past it. We'll just pretend it doesn't exist until it comes time to rank the episode. How's that sound? <laughs> it's not. It doesn't work like that, Matt. 
Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, the Simpsons get a walk on the Hollywood uh, Walk of Fame. You get a star on the Hollywood a Walk star. of Fame. Did I say a walk? You a did. A star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame uh, next to the Cheerios Honey Bee. They, which... paid, they paid their $36,000. Yeah, exactly. Huh. Turns out it's pretty easy as long as you pay the money to get on there. I mean, anyway. they don't let anyone on there, but they I think they just go to different people and are like, hey, do you want to be on there? It costs $36,000. They're like, sure. Why not? It'll, it'll make exposure to tourists in California. Yeah. I get to have a nice PR photo op. I can put on my IMDP page to show that I'm famous. That's true. Um, but yes. So at this point, the family still has no money uh, because they are just basically wasting their money on stupid stuff, uh, including Marge for once. Where did the money go? Marge lost much of the family fortune investing in birth control products. I learned something. When people reach for their diaphragm, they don't want to see my picture. Yes, also putting a picture of an angry person on a diaphragm basically is dis, um, discouraging birth control use, which is, is not something we want. So that was stupid. I, I mean, they, I don't know, I think they purposely, and I don't know this is the other thing about this, they purposely wanted Marge to have like multiple filthy jokes or dirty, like they have her curse. There's only one curse word in this that they, they censor. Uh, early on which we heard they apparently spent a lot of time just pitching other filthy things for marge to say that would be censored because they wanted to have marge like i feel like this birth control thing is another way to like hey who's like the most most buttoned up character we have okay that's marge let her have like yeah she curses and then she she uh she She's trying to sell birth control with her picture on it, and she's trying to, and she insults the, she insults Lisa at dinner later on, and like I feel like it was purposely trying to make Marge like this edgier, but like she's like the like er yeah like aggressively angry character just because it's like against, it's against character her character uh, tropes and stereotypes and all that. Eh, I think it's it's fine. I think they go a little too far with it. Like, yeah, because it, it's not really that funny. Is my problem with it? Like, I, oh, Marge made diaphragms. I mean, okay. I think I think that's the thing. I think you have to. I think it could be, like, <laughs> like my quote about season. This episode's much better than most, but my quote about season eleven still stands. They doubled down on dumb, and that's the some of the jokes here are a little are a little bit like the easy road to hoe, the lowest common denominator. What's an easy like we can? What's a like a, a fun thing we could do in a behind the music kind of episode? Uh, we can have Marge curse. Like, okay, that's that's what you come up with. Not yeah. it's not like some layered thing about behavior as a mother. No, it's just hey, no. Now she's like she curses and she hates her own children. Okay, got it, got it, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, at this point, we get the uh, idea that the cast grows, uh, which is something that happened in the real show. You start out with the five family members, and then you start adding one-off characters, and they start coming back, and so. You know, that's obviously a real thing that could happen to them. Uh, so that's why they didn't have as much money for themselves. Uh, they had to, to pay more people, which I feel like is a subtle commentary on what happened in the show and caused certain people <clears throat> to be uh, removed from the show at times. Yeah, I when they were I that's I think the the the, the biggest problem altogether is they make jokes about, oh, yeah, our cast grew and we couldn't afford to pay everyone this we you know or blah 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 or like they're like it's because i mean 
they follow it follows the same trends as other successful shows. It's the same problem that a lot of shows had where their, you know, cast got bigger and then they needed to pay people when they had to make cuts and blah 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 blah. But when the show itself ends up doing like the producers and creators end up doing the things they joke about in the episode, it it reminds me of this episode reminds me so much of spin-off showcase. Because I, I, I don't I think some of the problems with it are through really no fault of its own. Like I don't think like I don't think spinoff showcase is great as as great as as it used to be because the yeah. fact that The Simpsons has kept going and has made episodes of the actual show that are way that are like the worst examples of the jokes they make in spinoff showcase and this is the same way where they kind of kind of make jokes they they do sh- episodes like that are. Like indulging in all the things that this episode is making jokes about. This joke is right. this episode make jokes about us, you know, them doing, especially at the end with you know what kind of things you're going to have in the episode about things like having certain characters have to be kicked off the show. Jokes about things like that, and then they just go ahead and do them later on. You're like, oh, that doesn't age very well. Yeah, the Simpsons love to have episodes that are out of continuity that say, hey, the show isn't like this, but a lot of other shows are. Let's see what would happen if the Simpsons was like this. And then then it does then it does that. And then the Simpsons do the things they they joke about, which they didn't know in season 11. No one in season 11 went, you know what? The Simpsons is going to have a season 30 in 2019. No one no one thought the Simpsons. No one at the time thought, you know, 20 years later, the show is going to be still going on. But mm, Time makes fools of us all. You know, it definitely does. It definitely does. Anyway, uh, so at this point, we also learn that the family is not paying taxes, and it turns out the person turning them in was a poo, because obviously Homer was abusing the take a penny, leave a penny jar. I don't know how taking a few cents uh, more than, than should be, you know, turned in for millions of dollars in tax evasion, but, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, just like if people should pay their taxes. Sorry. People should pay the taxes. That's true. And the same thing happens in The Simpsons. That happened to MC Hammer and happened to Krusty, as we have seen. Uh, the feds take everything, all, all of their fancy jewelry and their big houses and all the things that a normal person doesn't need to live are taken to pay their back taxes. Yeah. So uh, and then we get to the family moving on and trying to produce the show to get more money to pay their back taxes as well as new taxes and, you know, the money to live. Uh, we find Bart not being cooperative. He's basically the uh, epitome of a pampered uh star uh he's just you know constantly surrounded by you know i don't want to say well-wishers but hangers on probably be a, a better thing so instead of you know relying on the family the the show turns to guest stars and here's where we get a bunch of clips uh involving oh God, who do they show i can't remember gary coleman gary coleman um um, um oh man um why can't I think of his name? Um, the the uh, Buzz Aldrin. Uh, yep, yeah, Buzz Aldrin. Butch Patrick. Buzz, Butch Patrick. Tom Kite. Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking was who I was trying to think of. Um, I, again, those are some of them were back in the golden years. Then some of them, I don't, I don't know. I, I again, I don't think guest stars is not again. That seals like them also poking fun at themselves. Yeah, but. I generally don't have a problem with most guest stars, honestly, up until this point. No, no. They, uh, <laughs> at this point, most of the guest stars they have had on the show 
with a few notable exceptions, have been decent. They haven't been horrible, like especially when they're not playing themselves, which I guess most of the ones that they trot out in this are ones who play themselves. So eh, I kind of get where they're going there. So, yes, uh, also at this point, uh, the ratings have tumbled uh, because the show has started to be terrible, which, hey, look, it's reflecting real life. Anyway, so to get back into the swing of things, the family does a live show at the Iowa State Fair. Not sure what kind of show that's supposed to be, but hey. I mean, I think it is. Uh, I, I think it's referencing like. Uh, like I they're like a kind of um, bands like the Beach Boys and the Beatles and uh, other. Yeah, but those other... are bands. I can't imagine a TV show's main cast going and doing shows that, at a state fair. Well, that's the, again like this is the Partridge family. It's like that's all this is, man. This is not supposed to be realistic. You know, that's the other thing. Like it, they they don't they don't stay true to like any one thing it's like and there have been casts of popular tv shows over the years that have gone on a tour and they don't it doesn't really make sense for the but they have like variety shows like you've seen in um uh the spinoff showcase like it doesn't have to be all singing they just sing sometimes you know the simpsons right. certainly sing sometimes but it's this is just an example of them you know that when whenever there is strife and there's problems with you know a, a band or something making money you always like well you go on tour and you earn some goodwill back by going to like things like a state fair you know where you you know you try and reach your base so to speak and it's a good place for them to get a big argument exactly which is actually what happens uh it turns out the simpsons at this point don't like each other very much and their live performance uh would be basically the end of them if it wasn't for jimmy carter Hello, Iowa! Does anyone have a donut? Now, Homer, this is no time to be thinking about food. Yeah, forget the donuts. We're here to go nuts. Musically, that is. What kind of song should we play? Something that swings with the beat of New Orleans. No, something that rocks. That's the sound of today. Swings. Rocks. Swings. Rocks. Sadly, this argument rocks. was not part of the act. I'll kill you. You don't have the guts, little man. Folks, we're just having a little family tip. If you'll just bear with us. Oh, shut up. Always trying to act so mature. I'm glad you make the least money. Oh, that's it. Before a riot could break out, Jimmy Carter came to the rescue with his comedy breakdancing. Got a brother named Billy, and my teeth look silly. Break it down now. So, yes, uh, as we end the act, the family has gone into complete disarray at all the craziness that has happened. Uh, and we end with uh, that little uh, head of Homer smashing onto the ground, signifying that the family has completely fallen apart. Dun, dun, dun. Cliffhanger. Mm hmm. Um, we come back. The family has gone their several ways. They're all they're all doing their own thing, uh, trying to get by. Homer is in theater again yes homer on stage that sounds like yeah in rent two uh i'm sure that's a great uh musical um bart is in renegade replacing lorenzo Lamas. 
Marge has started a nightclub act. Uh, Lisa wrote a tell-all book uh, and says the family made her take a growth-stopping serum. Hmm. I is Lisa still eight then, or is she old now? Well, I think the idea here is that oh, Lisa has actually aged quite a bit, but she still looks like an eight-year-old because of these drugs. But Bar- they all look the same. That's the other like it's a very strange thing where they're like, oh yeah, all this is a this is a, a retrospective. It's looking back at the family's success and then their failure and then them coming back together. So time has passed. They're they are real people. They're as if they are sitcom stars. So wouldn't they age? Uh, no, their success happens all within a couple of years. Still, a 10-year-old boy and a 13-year-old boy look very different. Robbie, Robbie, you're thinking about this way too much. <laughs> you can't think about season 11 Simpsons. I just I just want them to apply the 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 if this is what this the the like I would think that would add another layer of this because if Bart has hit puberty, there have there have been situations where they've had to change the like the structure of of a sitcom because certain family certain child child actors have aged and so they've had to change the stories like oh now this kid has hit puberty so he's they're dating and but Bart looks the same Lisa looks the same um whatever I know it doesn't actually matter I'm just nitpicking um but they're all doing their own thing they all hate each other um and then the family brings lawyers to thanksgiving and it causes more problems in that family nobody trusted nobody they even brought their lawyers to thanksgiving dinner so uh how's everybody doing you don't have to answer that shut up all of you or i'll sue oh save it for your next book you little snitch that's assault that is assault Uh, it's not but you uh, know i could do without them okay Shrill feminist lawyer, I believe, is what they call that. They say Gloria, oh, Gloria Allred, shrill feminist lawyer. I could do without that as well, but whatever. The the dismount on this is not the best. I, I think I think the first two acts are are really good, and then the third act kind of just stumbles into a solution. I don't think they have a good one, so they they because they just steal the crusty comeback special. Basically, they just steal. Yeah, someone brings them ba- people back together, which is what happens. Apparently, Doctor Hibbert was fraternity brothers with Willie Nelson, and did Willie Nelson go to college? I'm sure he did at some point. I mean, he at least got an honorary degree. It uh, doesn't count. Oh, he was. He went to Baylor. All right, he went to Baylor. Was in a fraternity. Dropped out. Okay. There you go. I didn't. It didn't need to actually happen and make sense, but I just was very curious. Um, but apparently, Willie Nelson really wanted the family to get back together. Invites them all to something called the Awareness Awards, uh, which are all a sham, just to get the family back together on stage in front of an audience. Hey, what's going on? Well, I'll be honest. The new Awareness Awards are all an elaborate sham. What? I knew it was too good to be true. So this whole thing was just a trick to get us back together. Well, I'm also trying to patch things up between Van Halen and Sammy Hagar. Huh. But the main thing is for you folks to stop this silly feud. Isn't that right, people? (laughs) Hug! 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 Hug!
De Simpson's bitter past was forgotten, and now the future looks brighter than ever for this northern Kentucky family. We put all the craziness behind us, and now it's time to get back to what mattered, the show and the Sunday comic strip. Which Homer writes himself, so you know it's great. You little So, whether choking their son or poking some fun, the Simpsons will keep on gagging for years to come. I can't believe it! We won another contest! The Simpsons are going to Delaware! I want to see Wilmington! I want to visit a screen door factory! This will be the last season. If only they knew. Hmm, uh, Homer writing his own cartoon. You say, yeah. Wonder if they'd ever revisit that idea. That's a good question. Um, Hey, they're in northern Kentucky, man. (laughs) There we go. We finally got it answered, people. We know now. uh, Yeah, it's a very serious answer. Totally binding. I, I, I don't know. They, they, they are back together again. I guess at the end, it doesn't really matter uh, because it doesn't. This episode isn't a real thing, but. It has an ending, I guess, and it has a it's a better ending than a lot of other season eleven episodes, I would say. That's true. It has an ending, and it's not stupid. Yeah, exactly. I I don't know. I this is a weird episode. It it's not it's not like um any others really, because it like hundred eight I guess the spinoff showcase, hundred and thirty eighth episode spectacular, those are the closest ones because they're like looking at the show from the outside in. And this is kind of to that it's like that but to a lesser degree because it is treating the show like it's a thing that got made by the people in the show somehow yeah not it doesn't but you know matt greening and and james l brooks and sam simon and all the writers uh showrunners are not they're not mentioned they're not included which they are in the 138th episode spectacular um it it's kind of in between the spin-off showcase, I guess, and the hundred thirtieth episode spectacular and the degree of kayfabe. But I like it. I don't I don't think I would put it up to like I see a lot of people say like calling this episode like great. And I don't think it's great. I, I think it's No. It's great when you compare it to like uh, the, it's a mad, 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 mad Marge. Cause oh jeez. It's it's way better than that. And I think it's because it doesn't have to be a Simpsons episode, it manages. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be a Simpsons episode. It can just. It can be this, its own weird thing. It can follow the structure of a behind the music episode, uh, which is more freeform. Gives them more rooms just to write regular, like write jokes that are mocking the format. Uh, to be more open, um, I think a couple times it just it's stuff that I don't really like. I, I don't think it's bad though. Like, I think it's funny, but I, I, I think it's a novelty. It is, and I, I think the reason it can actually be good in Season 11 is that it's not really trying to tell a story. Uh, you know, the characters don't have to be themselves. Uh, we're not looking for any type of moral message or anything from this, because it's just basically... Um, we talked before about how some of the best Simpsons episodes are the ones where they're basically taking the entire episode to parody uh, another movie or TV show or something like, say, Cape Fear. Uh, this is kind of like that, where they don't have to work really hard at, you know, trying to make an original story that just fits perfectly and has the characters all in the right voice and is still funny. This kind of, I don't want to say it gives them a softball, but it, it's something that's easier to do when all you have to do is fit in jokes that are appropriate for the situation rather than coming up with the entire plot yourself. 
And it's all jokes about the show. Like, it's nothing... Right. Like, a lot of the jokes aren't about... Like, they're not, like, the normal episode jokes. They're jokes, like, that are poking fun. Like, hey, yeah, we know sometimes our guest stars are shoehorned in. Or, hey, sometimes... You know, like they just all they do is like look at different aspects of the of the show and be like, let's write a joke about it. Let's write a joke about Homer strangling Bart. Let's write a joke about Homer taking so much physical violence. Let's make let's make Marge. What is Marge normally? Oh, she's very buttoned up and kind of staid character. Let's her make her filthy and kind of antagonistic. Uh, Lisa is they just for Lee and the, I think some of my complaints about it like all that for Lisa all they do is just they're like. Yeah, Lisa complains a lot as a character. Let's make her 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 the the the, the actor even more complaining. That's the solution. I'm like, I'm kind of tired of that already, and it's still the only beginning. Um, I, I I don't I feel like I've complained more than this episode. Like, actually, like I don't think this episode's bad. I'd watch it again, which is what I, more than what I'd say a lot about last season eleven episodes. But ultimately, I think it's it's a gimmick. You know, I would not. Some people said like this is should be the last episode of the show. I'm like, I don't want this to be the last episode of the show. This this is just another you know spinoff showcase kind of episode where I go, oh, that's neat. It's true. It's one of the ones like you said, Simpsons spinoff showcase, and there have been a couple others uh, where it, it's fun to dream. Essentially, this is the the out of continuity. Hey, you know, what if the world was really like this kind of thing, which makes it a lot easier to enjoy. Right. Um, we will rank it at the end of the show. Uh, no submissions for my favorite episode, but this episode certainly is not broken. Because I don't know how – I mean, I think as a behind the behind the music parody, I think it's pitch perfect. Like they, they, they definitely nail the cadence and tone of one of those one of those things, you know, meshed with The Simpsons. Um, Which made it a funnier because usually behind the music are not very funny. No, not usually. Some of them are. A couple, but mostly not. Um, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments on the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments the news group is where I come through the old alt.tv.simpsons news group, see what people were talking about the week or two after an episode debuted. Mostly what they thought of it at the time. Fresh opinions. Uh, I've got a lot of I've got a lot of really, really positive ones, Matt, and then I've got a few really, really a couple negative, super negative ones. And I Interesting. I, I wanted I I'm, thought it was interesting. This is by far the episode with the most positive in season eleven. Not even there's well, nothing that's not surprised. That close. Um, first, the writers address some strange things in this episode, such as why there's so many crappy, weird, tripped up episodes, and why Homer must be crushed, squished, pounded, and destroyed in every episode. You would think this episode would suck because of all the meta refs, but to a hardcore fan, it was great. I loved how the writers told us that we knew all along that the guest appearances are crammed down their throats. And the ending was great. My expectations were high, but they were exceeded. One final note: all those metaphors were great. A plus. A truly excellent. Yeah, that's. One, another, a truly excellent episode. Not only did it leave me rolling on the floor laughing, its self-parody was so thick that it very much defined season 11 or the show itself for that matter. The Acts 1 and 2 were the strongest, but the whole episode was the most solid in many a season. The fact that they recognized the same plots of recent seasons and the use of guest stars to boost ratings. Without a doubt, the best of the season. If this were my last meal, last episode of the series, I would tell the warden to bring on the electric chair. Okay. Uh, next. I didn't think the current batch of writers could do it, but they managed actually managed to produce a truly classic episode. 
The whole concept of having a behind-the-scenes episode of The Simpsons was great, but writers managed to take it and do more with it than I could have imagined. While watching this episode, it really felt like I was watching a behind-the-scenes show you might see on E! or something, and the episode never strayed from that. Despite the difference format, the family was all nicely in character, and this episode was funny as hell. It had a great mix of both slapstick and more intelligent humor, and was filled with tons of great meta-refs, inside jokes for us more informed Simpsons fans. Explaining the low quality of recent episodes as being a result of cast problems and Homer's painkiller addiction was brilliant. Hopefully, at least a few of the season 12 episodes will be this good well i hate to be the bearer of bad news to that poor person <laughs> a plus um here we go well i was expecting this one to be the best of the season it was by a long shot this episode far outshone most episodes of the past two seasons with the possible exception of simpson's bible stories mm. the phony off-screen life of uh, the artificial family was creatively woven with laughs coming non-stop in fact i'd say this is arguably the funniest episode ever 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 emphasis mine ever ever the little behind the music touches added a lot as well and i don't think any of us were expecting the location in springfield to be given away that didn't upset me since there are only so many where is springfield gags you can do and the fact that they've been hiding it for 11 years thing is come right and say it gets the points for sheer shock value yeah i'm sure they stopped making those jokes right i was a little worried after last week's episode but this one got me looking forward to season 12 Oof, mistake a plus uh finally this is the final positive I thought this episode was the most brilliant half hour of television I have ever seen. Wow, that's, Sim- that's saying a lot. <laughs> Simpsons or otherwise. This show is often at its best when it pokes fun at its own popularity. This one does that well, not to mention jabbing at biography shows like Behind the Music. And there are simply too many big laughs to list here, but Mamma Mia, Simpsons Christmas Boogie playing over the closing credits, Richie Rich replacing Bart for nine episodes, Crustophenia. The only downside of this episode is that when the show eventually airs its final episode, it will somehow have to, somehow have to top this one. Great A+. Now for some a couple negatives, man. I don't know what to say about this episode. I just really don't like the idea behind it. For me, the idea that uh, the our official family are actually are actually actors portraying themselves on a fictional show takes away something from the rest of the episodes. I know that this is an off continuity episode like the Simpsons spinoff showcase, but it still seems wrong to me. As the stands behind the laughter was essentially just a string of loosely connected gags, most of which didn't really work for me. I did laugh a couple of times, which I still think this wasn't a good idea. But I still think this wasn't a good idea for an episode. When I watch when I watch an episode of The Simpsons, I don't want to think of them as f- f- fictional characters playing fictional characters in a fictional show for other fictional characters and unreal people. And um, this isn't making much sense. But I think you know what I mean. Let's just say I didn't like it and leave it at that. D plus. And finally, what the hell was that? Why do they expect us to take them seriously when they no longer do so themselves? As a parody of the documentaries about old TV, which is now the rage, this was passable, but as a canonical episode of uh, The Simpsons, this was an abomination. When has it ever been suggested that The Simpsons are actors playing themselves on TV? This treatment of The Simpsons cast is not faithful to the dramatic context. I give it an F. I don't think I don't they, think they, they understood they, what was going uh, on. No, I don't think they did either. Uh, I again, I just I think this this is the time when you start understanding why the creators are kind of sometimes a little a little yeah. maybe bitter about the internet reviews at the time because i this person did not <laughs> understand what this episode was uh and doesn't maybe understand what the show <laughs> What's is this canonical episode just like the simpsons 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 spinoff showcase it was canonical and weird like i don't think you understood those episodes either it's fine i i don't know i i think i i like reading these these stark A's and F's reviews because it get, lets me center. I'm like, oh, I just kind of in the middle somewhere. Huh. But that's that's it. A lot of reviews, I, so I didn't really grab much else. Um, but they're very hopeful for season twelve, man. Oh, those poor sweet children. <laughs> those poor sweet 
teenage and 20 something year old men. There's, I think, some women in there. There probably are. I mean, there are a lot of women who enjoy The Simpsons, uh, but uh, the people who tend to go on message boards and shout about how much they love or hate something, don't think there are many women who do that. Oh, there's some. There's uh, some, but, you know, it's probably like a 10, 20 percent. more uh, so than 50, You're showing your bias, man. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, what is your favorite Marge episode? I, first, <laughs> want to apologize to all of our Facebook followers, because I'm an idiot and forgot to post this question on Facebook. Oh, no. I, it, I, I'm sure it didn't ruin any of your lives, but I still do want to say I'm sorry. I forgot. I generally post them at the same time, and something, somehow, I got called, like, I had a phone call, or I had to answer the door when I was, did it, I did Twitter first, and I was going to put it, before Someone I- Someone tried to talk to Robbie when he was in the middle of something, I, just I forgot. broke I, his brain. I apologize. Um, I promise I'll get one, you'll have one next week. So, it's only Twitter, I only got answers from Twitter this week, so, I'm sorry, I'm dumb. I forget things sometimes. Uh, first from Alex, okay, whatever man. Scenes from the class struggle in Springfield is a good one. Marge's plot is fun, but heartfelt. And Homer's newfound love of golf is a great B plot. You can keep the shoes. Uh, John at John Fine Two. John Fine Two. When Marge takes steroids and becomes a monster. Just yeah. kidding. That was awful. <laughs> okay, good. I was a little worried there for a second. <laughs> you know, uh, Abby at Abney, Abby underscore near. Life on the fast lane is one of my favorites. Brandon at Funny Film Fan. A streetcar named Marge. First time I saw her stand up for herself as opposed to a family member. Uh, Zach at Zach Kowalski. Might be more of a Bart episode, but I always love Marge Be Not Proud. I always tear up the ending and then tear up again with laughter at the Carvello bit. Uh, employee Million at O. Benjamin. Springfield with a dollar sign is the one that always comes to mind. Great to see her with a realistic flaw and how it affects the family negatively. You know how Homer barged through the casino to find Marge? Well, she had a gambling problem. Uh, the professor, yes, I would can't. Marge and the Lamb, great episode showing the friendship between Marge and Ruth Powers. Also has Phil Hartman on top form as Miguel Sanchez. And, mmm, engine block eggs. If we can keep these down, we'll be sitting pretty. That's them. Quiet, I can't hear the eggs. <laughs> uh, Lauren at LCOM88. The Twister World of Marge Simpson, the rivalry between Marge and the Investorettes is great. So many good gags. And fine. Um, Matt, what's your answer? I'm going to have to go with Marge and the Lamb. Uh, I really like that episode. And we've talked especially very recently about the fact that Marge doesn't seem to have any friends. And it was really nice to see Marge get at least one friend that really she connected with in a way that Marge doesn't often get to. And that's just something I like to see. I like to see Marge happy. And I think just having one really good friend could, could make her a lot happier than we often see her. Why does it, why don't they just write Ruth powers in with Marge sometimes? I, they forget about her. She's still there. Ruth power. Ruth still lives in Springfield. She never left. She shows up from time to time. Just have her like like be a Barney. Like just show up and have an occasional episode with her just doing stuff with Marge. No? That's only what I want. I mean, ideally. Ideally. Everyone wants that. Everyone who likes good Simpsons. Okay. Uh, my episode, I, I it might it probably I think my last answer was brushed with greatness last time we did this question. But I think my answer is gonna be Bart the Mother. Uh, oh, that's a good one. Because we we've gone we did that episode since we have had the question. And I had forgotten I don't know. I think that's an aspect of Marge's character. We Marge Bart episodes are, you know, relatively like are, 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 I think 
relatively common. Like it's that's the pairing they usually do when it's heartfelt kind of you know marge marge and lisa episodes are less so there's the more marge of bart episodes and i think bart the mother is kind of a dark horse pulled up really substantively in my in my estimation because of the fact that it it really focuses on the fact that marge marge doesn't see bart as a perfect angel marge sees understands the problems that bart creates but she still loves him and she's still dedicated to him and she still sees the best in him, even when he does terrible things. And she's st- like, it, and it really, I think it really demonstrates like the, the best Marge, the, the best Marge as a mother, you know, where she's like, Hey, I still love you. I still want to care for you, even though you've done a terrible thing. And I still think you can redeem yourself, which he does sort of, if you, incl- if, if redeeming yourself includes releasing lizards into the world. <laughs> well, there's the eat pigeons which everyone wants to happen right are pigeons essential to uh like to an ecology of a city that's a good question i don't think so like are like if they leave would there be too many bugs i mean there might be for a little while until the bugs you know worked out their uh population issues with from starvation but i mean pigeons are scavengers so i have a feeling the other scavengers would pick up you might get more rats Oh, well, that's not good. <laughs> that's bad. Um, yeah. We can. Uh, we, uh, our next week's question: What is your favorite moment from season eleven? I will post this question all over social media. I promise. Facebook dot com slash the Simpson Show Pod, Twitter at Simpson Show Pod, and you can email us at Simpson Show Pod at gmail dot com. Guess what, Matt? What? It is time for the wrecking. It is time. Oh no! For the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, one hard, and try and stump the other. We have a, a contest, as we have for multiple years now. And I am in the lead by five points going into our final episode, Matt. So you're not mathematically eliminated. That's true, but I have to get every single question right, and you get none of them right to win. To win, though, you could tie if I just get an easy question. That's true. Which is, I if, there's many weeks where I only get an easy question. I would say the majority of one of them. But the hard part is getting your questions right, not making questions that you can't answer. Hey, hey, <laughs> what are you saying? What? what are you saying that I'm? I'm uh, saying that it's easy to ask questions that are unreasonably hard. I'm not. I don't think these my questions are unreasonable, Matt. I think they're I reasonable. Entirely. Matt, the problem is, Matt, any reasonably easy questions, you get right. And you win. Enough. And you dominate is the problem, Matt. It's not that you just, like, if I give you anything reasonable to a normal person, a normal person, not you, you get nine, you get 96 points in a season, which has happened. You know how many points you have this season? I don't know how many. 41. Wow. I've we been have, terrible. Good we, job. Well, we've done, we both have been pretty hard on each other, I will say. Because it's it's the nature of the beast. We've done this for a while. They're not going to uh-huh. get easier. They're going to get harder. All right. Um, are you you ready for any? I'll, you can go. You ready, you want to go first, Matt? I'll let you choose. You can I go don't first. care. Well, then I'll go first. Give me an easy question. All right, sir. Your easy question: What sport do Homer and Lisa bet on? Lisa bet on in Lisa the Greek. That would be American football. You are correct. It's important to specify American. I mean, considering most of the world, you know also play football but don't call it that i think the distinct is an important distinction 
All right, Matt, your questions are all from 22 short films about Springfield. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Okay. How many stories are told in 22 short films about Springfield? Fully told? I'm going to go with 22. You are correct. And I don't, I no, it's not actually fully told, but I, I count that if that's inc- including Frank at the end. Okay, good. I was about to say, I was like, if you don't count Frank, I don't want to even get that question right. 22 is, yeah, that's includes that's including Frank. He appears, you know, the, at least he gets to finish it out with a little, this little song. Sure. Professor Frank, Professor <laughs> Frank. Yeah, it makes you love, it makes you think. Exactly. What's my medium question? All right, so your medium question. What is the first team Elisa selects for Homer to bet on? The Broncos. Ooh, I'm sorry. It was the Dolphins. The Dolphins. Okay. Your medium question, Matt. How many charges does the medical board have against Dr. Mech? Ooh, okay. Of the blankety-blank charges. I'm going to say 38. I'm sorry, Matt. Oh, man. It, it is 160. Hundreds. Man, I was way off. It is a lot. It is many. What? My goodness. It's my hard question. Your hard question. What is the last item of Malibu Stacy paraphernalia taken by the other neighborhood kids when Lisa gives it all away? It is her sun hat? Ooh, close. Uh, it is actually her chinchilla coat. Chinchilla coat. I remember a little yoink at the end. Okay, Matt, your hard question. This is just this is strictly for pride at this point, okay? But this is very hard. What are the things Marge applies to Lisa's hair to get the gum out? Okay. Um peanut butter, mayonnaise, um hummus and baba ganoush, um some kind of oil, butter, no, no, not butter, uh, bacon fat, which Homer ate. Because there are no non-delicious fats. Uh, <laughs> baking soda, and I think that's it. Uh, peanut butter, mayo, olive oil, lemon olive juice, oil. tartar sauce, chocolate syrup, gravy, bacon fat, hummus and baba ganoush. And then if you want to include it, water, because, it, because it is frozen and hit with a hammer. Right. All right, all right. Chocolate syrup, lemon juice. I forgot all those. See, that could. So, okay, that's to, that's a the final score, Matt. Then sad. Still, it's forty-seven, forty-two. I finally, I finally win. Finally. By cheating, I understand. I, I did not cheat. Okay. Uh huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. When did I cheat, Matt? Explain to me. By asking hard questions. Oh, I see. Obviously, I see. I I'm sorry that you that I, I I challenged you. Do you want to? Would you rather I just give you questions you know every answer to? That's not fun. Easily, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's not fun for our listeners. They you they <laughs> they need to be they. It's a challenge for you. They need to. Oh, Bobby or Bobby. Bobby. <laughs> oh, Bobby. Oh no, you Hank Hill all of a sudden. I don't know. I was doing something particular. The Hill and I totally went crazy. Bobby, I think the real you're, you're taking away the image of my infallibility. I don't want that to be. I don't want the, our listeners to have that in their in mind. Um, no, I don't think we've officially confirmed the uh, the the fail state. What Matt has to do, the uh, fail state. I, that. I mean, we'll we'll figure that out. It won't be too bad. It won't be worse. It will be as worse or better than lawnmowers. Oh boy, I don't know if anything can be worse than lawnmowers. Oh, you want to try the sixty-four slices of American cheese challenge, Matt? 
that's worse. Mm, I don't know. I mean, if you want to do that, if you want to choose that, I will let you. No, I do not want to choose that. I I, I want something new, but I don't know if that could be worse than lawnmowers. Okay, well, how about this? Between the sixty-four slices of American cheese or the the uh, the the chocolate covered in 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 butter or cheese, nacho cheese. Choc- Was it in cheese or butter? I always get it. I know I got corrected, and I still forget. What are you talking about? I can show you the the. It was from this season. It's when Homer goes to they go to the movie theater and Homer gets his oh oh putting butter on the malted uh, milk duds or whatever yeah. it is. I know you're a big fan of butter. I am a big fan of butter, and I don't really like malted milk balls either. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I'm I'm happy, and I've got also got some suggestions about things that we can do for future seasons that are not as punishing but are still fun and we'll think about it you know everything's up in the air there's nothing that is set in stone uh we're definitely not going to be doing as punitive challenges as we have done in the past this will be the last one um i really just needed a mat to do one and then i i'm fine with it (laughs) he just wanted to get his revenge (laughs) just one time i just needed to feel good um but that'll do it for trivia this week we can move on to our final segment segment we end every single episode with it is time for best episode ever best episode ever best episode ever is the part show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are so I compared this to Simpsons spinoff showcase I think spinoff showcase is better I would agree. Uh, the Simpsons spin-off showcase is just – it's not quite as biting or metatextual um, as this one is. This one is just basically a very big joke about you know how the Simpsons is goofy uh, in a way that kind of makes you feel a little bad about it rather than uh, you know Simpsons, Simpsons spin-off showcase, which is – it feels fun. This doesn't feel as fun as that did. No, and I, again, I think some of that – and very similar to the spin-off showcase, it, some of that is not really – necessarily at the fault of this episode but subsequent episodes have and our knowledge of what is to come i think makes this episode weaker in retrospect and i'm not going to ignore that um i think it's i don't think it's much worse than the spinoff showcase though i wouldn't put it i think it's better than i think it's better than mayor to the mob i think it's I definitely would agree i think it's better than wild barts can't be broken yeah yeah definitely for sure i it's when we get to i'm with cupid and homer alone i Ooh, yeah it's, I think it's, it's definitely it's, not as good as homer alone i i i still really enjoy that episode no, uh, it's homer one of the ones when i go back and watch i pay attention to homer alone is good i i, I think it's not better than homer alone but i is it better than i'm with better than i'm with cupid oh um see the the problem i'm having is i'm with cupid i want to say has all of the elements of a, a good traditional simpsons episode but the 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 you know the heartwarming story isn't really there with i'm with cupid uh it's just jokes going around how you know the men in springfield don't appreciate their wives and then blame up who for it so it's not quite as interesting as a regular episode i'm going to say this is ever so slightly better than i'm with cupid i'm not sure i don't feel real strongly about it but I don't know. I'm with Cupid does have it has a like a relatively nice ending. I, it has still has scullier stuff going on in it, 
and like it doesn't yeah. have as much heart as like you know the, what we would want with what its message is but i think it still does have a, a relatively sweet ending um i mean it's also got elton john yeah i love that it does have elton john and i don't know it it it, it this is kind of i don't know behind the laughter it's it's kind of a gimmicky thing and i don't know how like if i should reward that or not i think it is interesting it is challenging i think it also is a thing that hides some of the flaws of season 11 um it's fine i don't care it could be above arm with cupid i don't feel strongly about either of these episodes um behind the laughter that's number 164 on our list right above i'm with cupid right below homer alone uh, number one on our list is still Homer's Enemy. Our uh, last on this list is Kill the Alligator and Run. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. Um, Our next episode is Trials of Horror 11. Uh, we're to the point where the Simpsons are not coming back from their summer break until, <laughs> yeah, until sometime in October. No, this is November. November 1st is when we get the official, the first episode of, of season 12. So they are they're That's a, a good solid two months before it. But I mean, it does allow them to put a lot of episodes and big runs together, which I think is what they're trying to do. Um, and they still adhere to that to this day. Um, this is the episode with the dolphins, the killer dolphins. Oh boy. I, I remember liking the killer dolphins. It's one of the better ones, I think, from this era. So maybe. I don't know. We'll find, we'll find out. Trials of ours are always a little weird and different. Um, but we're starting off a season with them. And then we got A Tale of Two Springfields, Insane Clown Poppy, Lisa the Tree Hugger, and your favorite, Matt, Homer versus Dignity. Oh. Whoa, and th- okay. And then after that, The Computer Wore Menace Shoes. Your favorite. I know you love that one, too. Oh boy! Oh boy! I think I should watch the entirety of the Prisoner before I see the computer who wore men's shoes. <laughs> you don't need to watch. You need to watch the. There's 17 episodes of the Prisoner. There's, I believe, seven that are considered essential, and those seven okay. are the ones I would recommend anyone to watch because they're simply good television. Uh, the other ones are for like if you really like those seven, start watching the others. Really, um, because they're not as good. They're interesting, right. but they're not. I wouldn't call them good television. Uh, but those seven essential ones are very good. Um, for what they are um i don't know if they'll i don't know if they're gonna make that episode good i think they'll make it better um but we'll get we're gonna go to season 12 and do our best the screaming pillar is not to the near the end matt okay so there's that that's something at least we put that off for a while oh, oh god the, scre- the screaming pillar uh that'll that'll do it for us this week you can find all this stuff on our website it's simpsonshow.com links to our Social media, links to our Patreon, links to everything. We appreciate uh, people on, who who support us on Patreon. If you check it out, encourage anyone to do so. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, at Robbie Dorman. And please check out my other podcast, Hands the Boys Comics Hour. It's about comic books. Our next... Let's see, the, 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 by the time you listen to this, the, the new episode should be either out or be out soon. And we're reading The Superior Spider-Man uh the six volume run with D- uh, doc ock becoming peter porker and oh boy. Mm, it's very popular uh and then the serial Fanasis, which is about lots of nerdy things the most recent episode is about japanese wrestling oh boy and they do go on they they really go on about japanese wrestling i mean hey don't if you don't like japanese wrestling 
If you don't like wrestling at all, you don't have to listen. It's fine. I don't. I won't. I, I won't. I don't mind if you don't listen to every episode. Okay, it doesn't hurt my feelings. So that's the whole point. It's the whole point of the podcast. Um, Matt does not participate in social media unless you're a certain level of Patreon backer. You will not find him. Uh, that's true. Turns out I am an actor uh, playing myself in this uh, particular role, uh, as is Robbie. Uh, we are actors, and this is all uh, a great big show. So just write into the podcast, and uh, our PR and our agents will pass along the message. That's not. That is not true. Sure it is. Nope. Nope. I answer those things. Also, guys, hey, uh, this is a free disclosure, a free free disclaimer to anyone emailing me. If you start your email saying how I'm wrong about many things about The Simpsons, <laughs> I'm not going to read the rest of your email and I'm going to delete it. Okay? I, I'm not. I don't want to argue with you. So if you start yelling at me or not even yelling, just stating things about how I'm wrong. I am not going to engage. That is certainly not a way to 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 email me and get a response if that's what you're looking for. There could be more productive ways to maybe do that. That is not one of them. I'm Ravi. And I'm Matt. And keep watching The Simpsons. Shh.